Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and join me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, the all-star break is upon us. We are here. We have made it through the slog of the trade deadline. A lot of moves, a lot of trades, maybe a record-setting amount of trades in the over the last week. And then everything kind of breaks uh, into a, a quick halt because it's the All-Star break. Yeah, and I mean, it's always kind of a fun time of year, right? We get to see the craziness of All-Star Weekend, whether that be, you know, the dunk contest or the three-point shootout or the skills. Then we get to see the game, the no-defense game. And then, you know, so it's it's always kind of a nice little break, but I do miss not having anything to watch for like a week, really. Listen, I, I like the uh, uh, All-Star game. It's a lot of fun. I It's just the guys are screwing around. They play hard for a little bit at the end of the game. That's kind of fun, too. Uh, it's it's just see it's kind of interesting to see the drama uh, that's that's on the court. Not the I mean that's what the NBA has turned into. People care less about the outcome of the game, but they're more interested in seeing who's guarding who, who's playing who a little tougher. Maybe there's some hard fouls. Maybe there's extracurricular. Maybe KD and LeBron are a little too buddy buddy, and KD is going to go to the Lakers. Stuff like that. That's what people are interested in the NBA about now. Uh, they're they're less and less interested in the actual basketball being played on the court. Yeah, that's sad, though. I agree. That is not uh, ideal. I, I would much rather people be interested on the basketball on the court, and I think enough people are. But, uh, you know, it's the trade deadline has really got everybody's head in a spin. Um, I don't know if everybody, all the listeners out there, you have checked out are – previous two podcasts where we break down all the major trades over the trade deadline. Um, I know our Patreon subscribers over at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You guys got early access to that. So I'm sure you guys have checked that out as well. Um, but Tyler out of, out of the, you know, just only a couple games since all these trades have happened um, per team, basically, is there anything that has surprised you at this moment? I, my prediction of seeing a joking Noah 30 minute game, uh, came true just last night yeah and i mean we're gonna see some craziness over the next couple you know weeks here as even after the all-star break right guys still getting healthy guys still fitting into their new roles and their new teams um i'm not sure if i like this trade in line being before the all-star break or, or not you know this is kind of new right it always used to be a little bit after the all-star break um but yeah, we've definitely seen some interesting rotations, some definitely some interesting minutes loads. Um, Jeff Green like, kind of disappeared from the Wizards. Bobby Portis and Jabari ended up getting their revenge game in, in Chicago that I, I uh, got to go love it live for uh, for that, uh, the return game of Bobby Portis. I was very upset that he did not uh, just physically assault Jim Boylan. That was what I was hoping for, but that that did not happen. Um, it looks like Tyler Johnson's going to be the starting point guard for the Suns, so that's somewhat interesting, and I don't think I expected that. Uh, yeah, Even no, it, neither did I. I think that's a that's a good uh, flyer for everybody to take. Um, 
it looks like Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to keep scoring a ton on the Mavericks, which that I definitely don't think we thought that would happen. But he's basically just going to be Harrison Barnes now. It looks like uh, he's a better Harrison Barnes than Harrison Barnes. So that was a little surprising. I mean, I I don't know. Harrison Barnes is probably more efficient. Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of just a chucker. That's true. Harrison Barnes uh, fitting in into Sacramento looks like he's going to be fine there as well. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, week leading into the All-Star break. And let's talk about this week. It's a very weird week because most fantasy sites, if not all fantasy sites, uh, basically put this week and the week of uh, basically the, the 21st through the 24th all together as one complete week since we're taking a full week off for the all-star break starting this Friday. So it's a very strange week. You're going to don't forget that there's, this is the same week, you know, don't, don't, don't lose track. And it's almost like you got to look at it in uh, two blocks. You got your next four days where there is a 11 game slate on Wednesday, um, nine games on Monday, but only five and three on Tuesday, Thursday, and respectively. Yeah, and what's really strange about the schedule, whether you're looking at it just in its first part or you're looking at it as a whole, is the streaming stinks, okay? And here's why. There's you know there's two nine-game days in the eight-day period, right, from Monday, February 11th to, what is it, Sunday, February 24th. Yes. There's... There's two game days with 11 and 12 games, so you're not streaming anybody in those days. Then there's two other days with nine games, so you're probably not streaming anybody in those days. And then when you're looking at the back-to-backs from the other days, it's not great. Like, there's three games this Thursday, and then next Thursday, February 21st, there's six games, but none of the same teams play. Huh. So you're not like going to be able to pick up somebody for that th- first Thursday and get them also a game on that second Thursday because there's no teams playing both those days. So it's a little harder to maximize your games. Now the good news is a lot of sites give extra pickups because it's technically two weeks, even if they put the matchup together. So in yeah. that sense, you know what I mean? Like Then you go all in on, on your Tuesday, Thursday game this this uh, slate this week, if you, if you got the extra pickups for sure, maximize yeah, the, those pickups. But then you're risking dropping somebody who's maybe on the fringes of the top 100 for a pickup. That's not near as good. So, you know, you got to kind of balance that too. Um, I, I don't know. I don't love this slate. And obviously it's super hard to predict anything that's going to happen from February 21st to Sunday, February 24th, because I mean, that's, Obviously, two full weeks away, basically. Some guys are going to come back from injury. Some other guys are going to get hurt. We're not going to really know their their prognosis, you know. So I, I for my article, uh, and, you know, this was kind of higher up people than me, decided that it basically should just be from Monday, February 11th to this Thursday because that's really all we know for sure right now. And then next Sunday, we'll have another one that goes from Thursday to the, the following Sunday. Um, yeah, and if you haven't checked out that article, it's already up on hashtagbasketball.com from Tyler. That's always a really good source. It's always how I start out my fantasy week every single week um, because I just, you know, Tyler knows all – he's having a good year this year. He knows – he's putting in a lot more effort. And so I just, you know, piggyback off of Tyler. It's it's worked for me so far, Tyler. I'm not going to stop now. 
Yeah, and I mean, so when we're breaking this this like kind of short slate down here, it's worth mentioning that there's five teams that only have one game. The Lakers, the Suns, the Kings, the Spurs, the Jazz. Obviously, that's not ideal. Um, strangely enough, most of the teams with one game play on Tuesday, which is only five games, so that's a little weird. That's very um, strange. And the Knicks have the only three-game weeks. So they have three games in the next four days. Every single other team. So if you were counting at home, that is 24 teams uh, play two exactly two games in this yeah, four-day period. And that almost aligns directly to what they're going to play for the entirety of these next two weeks. The Knicks got five games. Almost everybody else has four games. Except for the Lakers, Phoenix, Sacramento, Spurs, and Utah, they only – have three games. So there's no weird two games and there's only one five game team with the Knicks. Did you, with their did new, you, with their did new you, additions, Dennis with junior Deandre Jordan, there might be some waiver wire uh, potential in, in those two guys for, for a five game stretch over two weeks. Did you notice anything about that slate you just read? I did not notice anything about it. Every single team. If you're looking at week 19 as its own week from February 18th to February 24th, all 30 teams have two games. Yes. All 30 teams have three games or more. No, all 30 teams have two games in the week that starts Monday, February 28th and ends on Sunday, February 24th. All 30 teams play twice. That's interesting. Um, So the, the teams that you read that only have three games are the ones only playing one game this week. Yes. They're the same five teams because every single team – in the second part of this break plays twice. So that is weird. That makes next week streaming almost, you know, impossible in a weekly league, right? Like if, if, if your league is weekly and it separates these two weeks, there's no advantages next week. There's none because every team plays twice. So you just want to get the absolute best players in there. Um, so that's strange. I mean, that's good for people who have talented teams. Like that's going to help out uh, next the, the second half of this week. Uh, th- then would you suggest people start uh, basically get all their as many streams in as possible this week? Yeah, and and that's what makes this kind of a bummer that it's going to be hard to stream. Um, when you're looking at Knicks, you mentioned those two. Those two are pretty highly owned guys. You know, DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr. You know, a lot of people kept them. Um, from their time in Dallas, which was good. It was a smart move. You know, they're both playing big minutes. Um, we're looking for pickups on the Knicks, which is definitely the best team, you know, to add over this next two weeks. You're looking at Kevin Knox and Noah Vonley. Um, Knox is is has the potential to be a top 100 player um, for the rest of the season. Now the addition of Dennis Smith Jr. probably squashes that a little bit. But, I mean, the potential's there. He's going to score. He's going to rebound. He's going to get threes. He's not going to give you hardly any defensive stats. So if you're looking for steals and blocks, they're not going to come. Um, and then you got Noah Vonley, who's still getting rebounds. You know, DeAndre Jordan ate into his minutes a little bit. But he was averaging, like, eight and a half rebounds a game in, in 27 minutes. So, you know, he's only playing, like, 25 now. But there's still probably, you know, seven, seven and a half rebounds on the table for you. Um, that can win you that category and then, therefore, win you. Uh, your matchup. And then, you know, if we look a little bit deeper for just some guys playing two games this week, you know, some of the best people on the waiver wire, guys we talked about a lot, Marcus Smart, PJ Tucker, Alfred Camino, Colin Sexton, um, Kevin Herter. That's a guy I'd like to kind of talk about a little bit. Still yeah. only 34% owned in Yahoo leagues. 
I legitimately think Kevin Herter is a top 100 player after the All-Star break. It, it, it's crazy. Like, he's just been hanging around standard league relevancy the entire year. He hasn't gone away. This isn't, like, you know, breaking news. Uh, he probably just, – just name recognition. He's not getting picked up in enough leagues. Probably should be rostered in most leagues. So, I, I don't know if you read the article, Mike, but I'll read you his stat line since December 8th. Now, I know you're going to say to me, why December 8th? Yeah, why December 8th? Well, December 8th was the moment that the Hawks decided to start playing him over 30 minutes basically every game. Okay. Now, why December 8th mattered to them, I don't know, but it did. Um, so here's Herder's stat line. Since December 8th, 12.2 points a game, Okay. 3.2 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Solid. Th- or 2.4 three-pointers made. That's really good. 1.1 steals. Okay. And 0.4 blocks in 33 right. minutes a night. All right. Yeah. I mean, those are, those add up. Like, none of those are standout, except for, like, I guess the threes are like, that's good. But other than that, like, none of those are super standout, but none of them are bad. And that's so, what I mean, all add, six, them up. Hey, add those, add those add up, man. All six are positive categories, and you don't see that a ton. So I think that's probably going to push them into the top 100. And, you know, that's a valuable player, even in a standard league, that people could pick up and, you know, own for the rest of the season and get some really great value. Yeah, you, you're going in the playoffs. You need someone who's going to be consistently just knocking your numbers up just a little bit. You're going against the best of the best in the playoffs, allegedly. So uh, really any any statistical advantage you can get, um, that's going to work. And, and some of those teams you might – have a straight strategy of knowing that the guy's bad at rebounds, bad at this, bad at that. But some of these guys just might be uh, that you're going up against the playoffs just might be all across the board. Good. So you need to bring up uh, your level. Um, uh, I guess your floor and hey, Kevin Herter is a, a guy who's going to bring up someone's floor. Yeah, no doubt. So we're looking a little deeper at the schedule, right? We mentioned that Wednesday is the crazy day with all the games. So if you're playing in a daily league, you're not going to be able to stream anybody on Wednesday. Monday is a questionable day for streaming. Tuesday and Thursday are the really days you want to hit. Um, if you're looking at Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back, there aren't any teams scheduled to play anyway, so you're really not going to get that advantage there. Um, on Tuesday and Thursday, the three teams are the Hawks, the Pelicans, and the Magic. The Pelicans are a very hard team to stream with because they play their starters so many minutes, number one, and all their starters are pretty much owned. And number two... Their bench guys, even in big minutes, a lot of times don't produce great value. So there's not really anybody for them to pick up. You know, we're looking at Hawks. Ken moore has been playing pretty well. Kevin Herter's been playing well. Um, in a deeper league, you probably go Jeremy Lin or Alex Lin. Um, and then you got the Magic. DJ Augustine still starting at point guard and playing big minutes. Uh, that may change when Markel Fultz comes back, but they announced he's still without a timetable to return. So who knows when that'll be. Yeah, I was um, still right. DJ might as well. And, you know, the other options aren't as good. You know, guys like Terrence Ross have gotten over that 50% mark, but if he's available in your league, I'd definitely uh, take a flyer on him. And, you know what I mean? In, in your league, I think it's always important to say this too. If it's a standard league, look around on your wave wire. Like I mentioned the teams, I do the arbitrary cutoff of 50% in Yahoo leagues. There might be a couple guys on your wave wire that are 60, 70% owned. Um, in most Yahoo leagues, and that's good for you, right? That's a great pickup. So yeah, um, just keep your eyes open, and, and you know, um, and be cognizant of some value changing now with the trade deadline. Like some guys that were playing thirty minutes are not playing thirty minutes anymore. 
And, um, some... and the flip side of that, you know, like Mikel Bridges has been playing uh, very well, and I just and he's been playing good minutes. And I, you know, some people are worried about whether or not those those numbers are going to go down, those minutes are going to go down, and I, I don't think they are going to, considering uh, Phoenix is just you know pretty pretty trash. Well, and you know they have so many wings that they could play that it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But at the same time, like you know they just picked him. They just yeah, he's young. They just made that trade for him, right? Were they you know? So why not? Uh, the Sixers actually drafted him, and then they made that draft night trade. So yes. um, they clearly wanted him, right? I mean, you don't trade for a guy on draft night if you don't want him. So um, why would you not play in big minutes when you're clearly? I mean, they're clearly eliminated from the playoffs. They're not competing for anything. So why not? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of switches in uh, rotations. Like I said, uh, out of nowhere, not really well, out of and, nowhere. Joakim Noah got 30 minutes the other day. So and, uh, and maybe we'll, we'll talk more about this next week. But maybe this is a thought to kind of wrap up on. And I know it's been a little short, but there's not that many games. Um, that's true. The thought to wrap up on is, you know, once the All Star break comes, it's when we start seeing some of these phantom like. Oh, he has a strained hamstring. He's Ooh. out for the season. Oh my, uh, my wrist. Oh yep. my wrist! I can't play in April. In April at all, and even even in March, right? Like once you know, right after this All Star break period, it's it's basically almost the end of February. There's a few days left in February. Once March hits, that's when we start seeing, especially on teams that are losing, they don't have anything to play for. They just kind of go, "Oh yeah, he hurt this. He's out for the season." Like, yeah. wait, he's out for six weeks? Yeah, yep. is there out surgery? The no, there's no surgery. He's just out for the year. We're taking it. We're cautious. We're being cautious. Right. And so, you know, be aware, be aware, especially, you yeah. know. Of, and this, of and this goes for anybody, not just like mid-tier players or weird teams or whatever, but or uh, older players, not even always yeah. older players. Sometimes it's younger guys, like yeah. in their mid twenties, they're just like, yeah, he's out. He's out. They're not playing. We're not going for the playoffs. He's uh, not going to play at all. No more back-to-backs. Uh, kind of like uh, we heard Anthony Davis was going to be uh shut down then it was gonna be no back-to-backs then it's gonna be limited minutes and uh kind of weird in a back-to-back situation he played 25 minutes in the first game of the back-to-back and you know did anthony davis stuff and then he played 34 minutes the very next day uh very 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 strange i think a lot of people who uh, roster anthony davis got very excited about that i think that is a really really good cover to move anthony davis because uh you know mid-march after the all-star break mid-march definitely not april anthony davis is going to be a lot of oh you know just sore ankle sore knee sore wrist. it's it's just going to happen like he is he's the over under is still probably 14 15 games which is good for anthony davis 15 games of anthony davis even in like 28 minutes is still like a top 10 player but uh if you're if you could get back you know top two top three top five value for anthony davis i'd move him oh 100 um i still I still don't even know. I, I'm still on the train that he makes it less time than you even think he's going to make it. I think in, in early March, they're going to try to find some phantom injury and just be like, yeah, he's out. He's done. He's done for the year. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'm uh, I'm actually betting on it. So um, I think, Tyler, that was a quick run-through, but it was an accurate run-through. That's very good. Everybody, if you want to check out the rest of the details of this article, on hashtagbasketball.com, go check that out. Tyler's uh, Twitter, he's tweeting out these articles as well. Follow him at Tyler P. Watts. But a special announcement, um, as always, we will be still doing, we 100% will be doing our annual, since it is 
coming up to the All-Star break, our annual NBA All-Star Points Draft, where we draft all the starters, all the everybody's playing in the NBA All-Star game, the actual game. And uh, Tyler is sadly undefeated in this. It, it was my idea to do this draft, yet Tyler can somehow wins every year. Michael, we both know I'm going to crush you again. I, I got I got the powers on my side. This is my this is my competition. I am ready to defend my title. Listen, I I let you win this so I can win the listener league. That's that's how that that's how that works. You you shift the uh, the powers that be on me so you can yeah. Win the you get league. real comfortable after winning the All Star Points Challenge. And uh, that loosens you up a little into the, going into the playoffs, and then I uh, come in for the kill. That's how this works. Well, it, it's a little strange this year, and we'll talk about this more in the next thing. I think that one team got the better of the other team during the, the actual draft. Yes. Um, and so there was some shenanigans going on in that actual draft. It was, you know, it was entertaining, but it wasn't as drama filled as I thought it would be, but also. Like it was, it was actually like a lot more, um, a lot more fun than I thought it would be. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to be grasping for straws in this, in our draft, because I think the one team of the guys that has a lot of the guys that I want, they're all on the same team. And we both know the all-star game always comes down to the last three minutes. Like it's going to be tied with like three minutes to go. And then they're actually going to play it out. Yeah. And that's and what happens you know, LeBron ain't, LeBron ain't passing. LeBron ain't passing. That's not going to happen. Yeah, so it will be very interesting. It's going to be a good one. I think they should do the draft during the skills competition. So between each skills competition, they do like three rounds live. I think that would be great. Dude, I don't know, man. That would be that would be wild. I, I'm, I've not thought about that. I am undecided on that idea. They just toss the jerseys out to the guys in the audience when they get called. And now playing for Team LeBron. Yeah. I mean, it would be great. It would be a lot. I think that would be a lot of fun to see just, you know, getting reactions from all the players live instead of just having like LeBron and Giannis making jokes and stuff like that. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Dirk Nowitzki, uh, not for getting picked last, but for having the last laugh uh, as LeBron tried to make a uh, hilarious, um, if you are... I don't know who thought this is a hilarious joke. I guess LeBron did. Uh, but he's uh, acted like he was going to draft Dirk. But, of course, he drafted Dwayne Wade and had a good laugh about it. Well, Dirk tweeted out, you know what's a really great joke, LeBron? You and Wade in the NBA 2011 NBA Finals. Shout out to Dirk for for burning, burning down NBA Twitter. Uh, I don't think NBA Twitter even exists anymore after that. Well, and what's craziest about that is, you know, that him and Dwayne, you know, for them, you know, kind of competing against each other in their last All-Star game, there's a lot, a lot of history there. Um, and it doesn't, it goes way back further than that 2011 final to the what 2005 final when Wade beat Dirk and the Mavs and what the Mavs, what a lot of Mavs people feel is the Mavs best team ever. Yeah, it only took about 25 to 30 free throws a game from Dwayne Wade during games three and four to make that series even. That's all it took. It all all it took was uh, thousands of fouls, so the NBA would get revenue. Uh, why didn't the NBA care about uh, revenue when the Warriors basically swept the Cavs for the last like three years? Why did they have to swing things back so Wade could get back in the game? 
Oh, well, you know, I think the Warriors have made them a pile of cash already. Yeah, they were they were satisfied, I I guess. Uh, but yeah, that is it. Uh, find me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. Like I already said, find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. If you really want to support the show, please rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this to. Send us feedback on Twitter because we are going to be, uh, as we get into the playoff mode and we start looking into the next year, we'll be switching up the format of, of the show. And we want to make sure we are hitting the topics, the things that you want to hear, that you want to listen to. So send us feedback. Um, and if you really want to get in touch with us and help support the show, uh, patreon.com slash watching the boxes, please subscribe. Helps out the show, helps us keep going uh, for the rest of the year and into next year. A shout out to all our Patreon subscribers out there. And everybody, we'll see you next time for the NBA All-Star Points Draft. Have a good night.